Okay, we're recording. Then jeans, what's really going on? Oh, you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling much better. Not not super sick anymore. Just I got one more day of some phlegm. Mm. But uh, otherwise, I'm just over here taking it easy. Just uh, I'm doing all the stuff on my to do list from like you know eight months ago that I was just like never going to do. Oh, I would love to. I would love to hear some of this important stuff that's that's kind of made on that list. If you don't mind sharing, no, none of it. None of it isn't. None of it is important. That's the that's the reason why it just sits on the list. You know, like move this box of clothes to the garage or you know just like dumb shit where you're just like i'm gonna do that and you never do it i wouldn't know i wouldn't know anything about that i accomplish tasks you know asap uh there's no there's no time for waiting well i have the time because i'm under the weather you know i know i understand i understand normally i'm accomplishing so many tasks when i'm firing from all the cylinders but that's true that's i got true. three cylinders tops i understand yeah yeah you're you're working with some some engines have more but you're working with three and you're comfortable with that is what you're saying at the moment i am oh i see but i see i see after after i hit the pit crew oh this kitten will be purring v12 no problem you're you're more of a four banger and that's cool for you i don't want you to lap me that would be that would be a problem so i need to make sure that my cylinders are <laughs> the are one lubed. more reference and i'll have to i'll have to bring up ford v ferrari yet again no don't available please god on delta please god don't do that well no now that now that every you know white guy uh, who who drives like a mid range sedan is obsessed with F one, you know it's it's just another <laughs> it's a, it's another hell for us to try to escape. You first first I hear about golf, and now I have to hear I hear about cars going around in circles, <laughs> and it's because it's like European, it's sexy, but when it's NASCAR, it's redneck, which I don't really under. I mean, oh. obviously there there, there are different <laughs> there are good. differences there there are differences in the sport. Don't. I I understand mm-hmm. that, but it's also like, are there are they really that different? So you're like, find me any difference between Talladega or Arkansas and Monte Carlo, or is kind of that's kind of what you're saying? Well, no, no, no. I, I understand that there's a difference between the 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 customer mm-hmm. and the the fan of the sport, uh-huh. and that only has to do with. Uh, that seems like economic differences. Well, no, F one, the, the the NASCAR. We'll we'll cover this very quickly and move on because truly nobody wants to hear about. It, but you know, NASCAR. You just drive in a circle. You make you make a, a left turn. You know, five thousand times, and you know it does get a little boring for sure. And then you know the F one. You get to kind of turn left and turn right. Oh, okay. So that really blows mine. Some parts you go slow. Some parts you go fast. So basically, people people like F one because they're they're like a little better looking and they dress cooler. That's that's kind of what I'm understanding from from what little knowledge I have. That is literally uh, taken out of your personal rule book of. Should I like this because it looks a little bit better well, and people are better looking? Some, that's not, that's not, sort of not, you wrote that book. Not when it comes to sport. But, well, this isn't a sport, and that's the number one thing that's an issue. This is an activity of men uh, using their hands to operate a motor vehicle like the rest of us do every single day. It's just going. We also, f- we also a lot of women drivers out there too. Chris, don't sleep on that. Oh, I would never. I would never. I'm sure that's a. I'm sure that's a really popular part of the sport. But it is a physically demanding sport. You should check out Ford v Ferrari. I mean, I've seen Ford v Ferrari. It's a good show. It's it's a demanding sport because it's hot on the inside of the car. Twenty four hours of Le Mans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> good luck. Built different. No, I mean, sure, I guess. I just, I just can't believe the things that people will occupy themselves with 
and and put their you know care into me included it's it's twisted you know i mean i get it i pay a hundred dollars for old magazine you get up at 4 a.m to watch guys drive motorized vehicles around to track in flame retardant suits <laughs> i i you know i get it everybody's got their kink and my kink is you know tasks around the house fixing little things here and there mm-hmm. you know we all know about my hvac issues from a couple months ago i'm still kind of recovering from that trauma is anything going on with you over there chris and that kind of stuff nope everything's good <laughs> no i'm dealing i'm dealing with some h <laughs> i'm dealing with some hvac trauma as well so what did you pull off the first kind of diagnostics to see what what it might be unclear i mean the guy other than texting me this morning well i mean what, what kind of stuff? you're my go-to there seems to be some sort of gas issue I called the LA Department of, or excuse me, I called SoCal Gas, and as you mm-hmm. can imagine, they weren't very helpful. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the call did end with me telling them to go fuck themselves, uh, <laughs> which I, I don't like to do. I usually am better about that, but they weren't. Don't re- believe that for a no, second. No, I am. Don't. I don't think you should. I, I honestly think it's bad, and it's it's you shouldn't ever talk to people in those positions like that because <laughs> we all know they have absolutely no power, and the job is terrible, and there's no reason for me to pile on. Well, that's almost meaner than saying go fuck yourself. But yeah, go on. But the the today it just wasn't. They were not. They were not listening to reason. Um, <laughs> you know, which causes it to happen. But okay, I, Karen I, I Black, mean, you're not listening to reason. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to do. Honestly, I I, I I'm kind of at a loss. Well, I have a tip for you. So this is a something because we know there's a problem that I've had before, and not just um, in this current home, but just like through the years. You know, there's always been something involving the gas, you know, the pilot light goes out on the, whatever it could be. But what, you know, with your problem is with your gas not working, great solution. They have on the website, they have this auto pay thing where you can set up your bank account mm, on it I've and it'll just that. pay the bill always. So it never kind of goes unpaid. And then they don't have to go through the whole thing where they like shut your gas down. Yeah, no, it's not about bill payment, unfortunately. <laughs> but it is. it does have me looking at YouTube videos of how I can kind of do things myself so you know it's getting dark. Really? You know it's getting dark. Well, I look, no way. I just, this is gross. I just wanted to look. Obviously, I'm not going to use them. But I mean, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to check and see what's out there to you know kind of educate myself. Well, I thought you were a little bit of a lost cause with that. Because like with, with my girlfriend, I'll be like, She'll ask me a question and be like, you know, this is a great thing. I'm sure if you just Google this, there is a a YouTube video where some nice person took the time to explain exactly how to fix this very specific situation. Or somebody wrote a Reddit thread and she's like, you do it. Yeah, I mean, and well, then that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. But you, you are taking the initiative. I mean, I took the initiative. I like that. I took the I'm initiative for five to six minutes, uh, and, <laughs> and then the initiative went off. I'm not really interested in in going deeper. Like one of your little key bumps, it you know it hits, and then about five six minutes later, it kind of wears off pretty quick. That, great, great example. Yeah, I mean. I don't, I always thought that, you know, I think there's a, there's a whole economy of people I would like to support that are able to do things that I can't do. Oh yeah. You know, I look at, I look at it more as giving back really than, than kind of a, a that's fucking dope. A lacking on, on my part. Just everything is a fucking problem every single day. Um, and that's what <laughs> life, life is literally a crawl to the finish of in the grave where you're just fixing problems uh, on a daily basis. I don't know if that's what other people experience, but that's kind of where where what it feels like to me. Yeah, that is what other people experience, but I think they're they're probably all 
listening to this and having a good chuckle to themselves because they have, you know, like kids or something. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's their fault. No, no, no. That's a problem. <laughs> kids and pets are self-created problems, and I have no sympathy for that. That mm-hmm, that's a choice mm-hmm. that that you make, and and you know that that. I guess every problem, though, or not every, but most problems are are results of some choices we make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you really think about it, when you really think about it, that's kind of what it comes down mm-hmm. to. But, you know, here we are. At least it's, look, the Santa Anas are whipping. It's beating, beating my allergies up. In the body shots, in the kidneys, it's fucking my allergies up. But I didn't know you. I didn't know you. I didn't know you suffered so much from this. I used to have really bad allergies all growing up. I would. I would. Damn! What a nerd. I know. I was a nerd, <laughs> and now look at me glow up. Now you're the nerd. <laughs> now I glowed up, and now you're the fucking bitch. Bitch! I'm not. I'm not. Who said I'm a nerd? I got rid of my glasses. Don't do this. Would a nerd get LASIK? Exactly. <laughs> I don't have a lisp. What the fuck? You do in my mind in certain moments, in in opportune moments. I, I like to give people a lisp or kind of a funny accent sometimes when I'm making fun of them in my mind's eye as well. Yeah, I mean, I it's understand. just it's twisting the knife, you know? One it's last true. little blow. It, it, it feels good for me, less for you. It's true. It's true. It's all good. I earned my stripes. I used to sneeze every morning. I would wake up, go go to school. <laughs> I'd get out of my mom's car. And I would look, just the sun in being in the sky would make me sneeze, which is a which is a common thing. Yeah, I, I sneeze. A lot of people sneeze mm-hmm. from the sun. I mean, that's 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 not. I don't I don't know if that's allergy related. Is it? You know, it's not a direct correlation, but I think it's you know it's in the same familia. I would wager. I could be wrong completely. Doctor TJ. But yeah, I've had allergies. I've had allergies my whole life, and then but they come in cycles. You know, like seven years or so, I believe. And I think I, I had it too good for too long. We all had it too good for too long. And then I don't know. We just we only have a few minutes before our guest comes. But I, I, I would implore you to check out the Casey Musgraves Architectural Digest house tour. Oh, well, we could talk about it with our guests, too. I mean, I, I love what they're doing over at AD. And I'm sure Casey Musgraves has a really dumb house. And hopefully a, I'm a wrong. Dope crib. Is it dope? She has a dope crib, bro. No, 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 no. It's not dope. Is it bad? I'll let you decide for yourself. Come on, give me give me a hint. No, of course it's bad. I mean, yeah, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, all right, well, we do have a guest today, uh, Andy Haynes, a a writer, actor, uh, and stand up comedian. Mm-hmm. You might know him from uh, some of his television stuff. Jason, is that is that where you know him from? I mean, I just know him as a stand up. I'm sure he's done you know a bunch of late night shit and Conan or whatever mm-hmm. over the years. I think he's got. He does a podcast as well, I believe, with his wife, which is crazy. So we need to talk about it says that. He, it know? says here that he's divorced, so I'm really interested now. He's a divorced podcaster, just like Chris Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, okay. And also, Chris, also, he's he's a sober king. Well, I, don't you have to be a sober king to be even remotely successful in comedy? I guess it's just kind of one or the other. Like, you either have to be a sober king or you have to be like... A mess. Psoriasis of the liver type shit. Like level of partying. Like you you basically just like keep doing everything until something sticks. And then (laughs) it's like a a house of cards where it's like, all right, I got it. I don't touch nothing. Everybody don't touch. And, you know, and then. And then that's it. And then you know you ride it to fame. Okay. Well, uh, let's uh, let's chat with Andy about the ins and outs of my favorite genre, uh, stand up comedy. 
Um, I can't wait to get into kind of how, how you get a tight five and, and crowd work and all of your favorite subjects as well, Jason. Yeah, and we'll see if he knows anyone who works at uh, GQ. <laughs> Andy, what's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? You're coming from you're coming to us from NYC? Yeah, deep in the deep in the heart of Stytown. Maybe you should explain to Jason what Stytown is cuz I don't know. I, I mean, know what a town is. I know what Stuyvesant is, mm-hmm. but I don't know Stytown. I think it's probably the closest LA comparison would maybe be the I, I'm forgetting the name now, but the little community across from the Beverly Center or the Grove. Oh, Park La Brea. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, shit. yeah. It's got less. It's got less MTV reality stars, but it's the same kind of vibe, is what you're saying. So it looks exactly like projects. <laughs> yeah, if projects had like a um, a landscaping budget, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's freaky. It's fr- it's freaky, but nice. It, yeah, it's nice, but it's also like it's definitely it's got like a lot of dorks in it you know it's not it's not necessarily a cool place to live although it is nice no i mean i don't love dorks around um but i've moved on i don't want to be around cool guys at all i only want to be around regular freaks <laughs> you, you know what i mean like like I, i'm good on like yeah. silver like types i'm more interested in like a a gay guy that's a little over the hill but makes a lot of money. Yes. Chris, you just described yourself, by the way, so I wouldn't really call that <laughs> much of a freak, but go on. I I have 10 more years till I'm over the hill. Can you let me enjoy this time, please? True. You you used to live in L.A., right, Andy? Yeah, I did uh, I did six years there. Uh, who? Uh, no one goes back to New York. I'm <laughs> impressed. That's all. They always say that. They're like, you don't, you don't just, you don't go back. Did it happen for a bad reason? Um, well, in the end, no. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> walk with me, Jason. At, walk with me. Okay, okay. At the time of departure, <laughs> yes. Uh, I was. Um, I moved out to L.A. because, like, you know, I was a bum my first little round in New York, and uh, I would visit people in L.A. You know, and they would have like their own apartment and it would be in a neighborhood <laughs> mm-hmm. they wanted to live in <laughs> all those little details all those little nice niceties water in their fridge and stuff exactly they'd, they'd like hike and then like on the way back from the hike they would like stop at a show and then they would like sit on a patio and like i was just like in love with that so i moved out to la because mm-hmm. i was like in you know, just a hovel in in Brooklyn. Yeah, I wrote for TV for a couple of years out there, and then I I kind of burned out. Like I was like I was definitely like it was on me. I was like a stoner, and I really I really wasn't the greatest employee. And then um, <laughs> uh, I thought that's what they wa- I thought that's what they wanted. You know what I mean? Because they provide all those snacks. They wanted they want a high functioning stoner. Yeah, do whatever you want behind closed doors, but get the job done. Dude, there's some people that are just like I mean, show business is like kind of a lawless place where like if you give them the product they want, you're basically allowed to do whatever you want. You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You talking about like Harvey Weinstein vibe? Yeah, or like a Dan, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cortez from Rick and Morty. Oh, Dan Harmon. Harmon, the guy, Harman. the guy that did the show that people thought was good but was really bad that got canceled. You talking about Community? Yeah, they tried to they tried to like save it. Did you write on Community, Andy? No, I've I've actually never written on a show that um, I've ever told people to watch. <laughs> Copy that. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, like a Dan Harmon or like the guy from The Simpsons who's always touching them kids, you know. Like, is Dan Harmon bad? I thought he was just bad at his job. I didn't know he was like bad guy. The only thing he's good at is his job, I think. I think Dan Harmon was like a notorious like drunk like he would show okay. up at the studio wasted but he's making a cartoon that rappers like so he's got a <laughs> blank check but he wasn't i don't he wasn't like sexually harassing or abusing people but he was just like being like a very bad drunk and surly asshole guy yeah i think he would like show up in the writer's room with like a fifth of vodka at like 10 p.m and be like let's Mm -hmm. go and you know they'd be like can we go home and then he would (laughs) go into his office and like be tweeting and you aren't really allowed to leave it's kind of unspoken like you have to be dismissed kind of in a writer's room oh i think he was just wild and but because you know there's this like cult of personality and stuff like he's totally it's all good because the studio likes him. Mm-hmm. I did not um, have that same kind of uh, uh, versatility. <laughs> I could not be a stoner and also a wild man. Mm-hmm. So then I just, I was like, I got to do stand up. And uh, when I went back to New York, I was like, oh, like they actually value my stand up here. <laughs> I just have jokes, I don't have fame. <laughs> <laughs> so you were so you were writing on tv shows before you ever attempted stand-up no 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 i i've been doing stand-up like 17 years okay okay that's, that's what i thought and uh then you know transitioned into tv writing and uh you know mm-hmm. just never got those never got those uh those hallmark kind of tent point tent pole shows i was doing like mm-hmm. tbs multicam mm-hmm. uh lots of ridiculousness tons of ridiculous my favorite show i'm not this is not a joke you worked on ridiculousness six years i wrote a story about this about how it's the greatest show and it's just mtv is really over indexed on it to the point where it's it's it succeeds tell me about tell me about chanel, over indexed tell me about <laughs> chanel west coast what did you guys used to hang or <laughs> is there a relationship there definitely tried to hang <laughs> <laughs> Chanel, Chanel, any plans this weekend? I remember this one time. It was like right after she'd gotten in some kind of altercation in L.A. or Miami or wherever. Yeah, she's she she will get she is she is known not known, but she has gotten into multiple late night altercations at nightclubs. She's the queen of of spending the night in jail. Yeah, she's the queen bee of spending the night in jail. And so anyway, she got in some kind of altercation, and we were like shooting an episode at the TRL studios in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, nice. I saw her in front of the hotel. We were staying at the London in Midtown. And um, I was like, what's up, Chanel? And I didn't realize <laughs> that that she was like wearing like a hood to hide from paparazzi. And so when I said, what's up, Chanel? I alerted the paparazzi that that was where she was. Is she fam- <laughs> She's fam- she must have called them herself. I I don't know if New York paparazzi is waiting. Well, outside. maybe she was maybe she was being hounded by the paparazzi because she had just gotten into a tiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Stilo Brim? He seems like he's about his business. Stilo is cool. Yeah, he, no. He, oh, we know Andy. We know <laughs> he's making he's making a lot of money. I think he's diversified quite a lot as well. Yeah, he's uh, Stilo's a smart businessman. He he runs with uh, <laughs> he runs with a good crew. He's like best friends with like uh, Michael B. Jordan and people like he. Oh shit! Yeah, that's nice. You know that's he keeps smart. good company. Mm-hmm. I think he's expanding into. Um, I think he might be doing music, from what I can tell. Oh, 
With a name like Stilo Brim, you're telling me? You think me? there's a small chance that Stilo Brim is in the studio right now, maybe working on some beats? <laughs> I bet he can get a Chanel collab. I bet he can get that feature if he wants Chanel, it. Ch- Chanel has gotten some decent features. I don't want to, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily like listen to her music on title, but I do know that she's she, no bad baby. But no, she's, she's no bad know, baby, but she, she's definitely gotten a Snoop Dogg verse, you know. What I oh, mean? yeah, or, for or sure. Maybe, maybe Wiz Khalifa in his, in his early days. I think both. I Snoop. think. Both. Snoop definitely hit just to see what it's like. Oh, Snoop Snoop definitely hit. Go on. Huh? I would um well if you have if you have any connections there still, I would love to kind of see if there's room for me on the staff. Yeah, cuz like that like the Bravo watch what happens live where like the guest comes on and is the bartender. Chris wants to do that but for ridiculousness. Whatever yeah, that may have. be. I don't I've never I haven't watched that much, so I don't know how that's going to fit in. I can talk to the producers. I can I can see if they have space. I mean, they're they're pumping out so many episodes. That's they might what have I'm to saying. Fit, that's, that's Yeah, they might have to fit you in between like um a child TikToker <laughs> and a Travis Pastrana, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's luckily for them and for you that's kind of where i fall you know i'm somewhere i'm kind of the happy medium between those two things i i i yes. do i mean the the, the the did you get a lot of FaceTime with rob or was rob busy you know launching yet another energy drink or whatever if andy's sitting down he can get FaceTime with rob rob is um <laughs> Rob's interesting because he's all about his paper. <laughs> no, he's an investment. He has a he has a VC. He's like a, that's his thing. Yeah, he has a show with. Uh, he had a TV show for a while with whoever that one, um, the bald uh, VC guy that had a TV <laughs> yeah, show yeah. like the Prophet. yeah I know the pro- the bald from Shark. No, Tank? the Prophet was a Prophet was a CNBC vehicle. Jason, great program. That's my bad. He so he's he's very into investing in yes startups, but also um, jewelry, condos. <laughs> like I don't know, there's a term for him, like multi <laughs> slumlord, multi-family dwellings. Yeah, that's that's where the big <laughs> tax break comes in. So he's he's opening his own sty towns all over Redondo. Redondo. <laughs> Where else are you going to put all that DC money, you know? Simi Valley. La Kenyatta. Andy, you miss LA so bad. Yeah, bro, you're you're dying to get on the flight. When you when you were out here a couple weeks ago, did it satiate you? I actually I I had to cancel that trip. I got um I got a little writing writing work oh. that required me to be in New York, so I had to I, I had to cancel. Oh. I'm coming out in May though, but I was bummed I was bummed to miss it because it was the comedy store's 50th anniversary. Mm. I bet there's some real heavy hitters in that room. Murderers, bro. There were probably murderers on that lineup. <laughs> Andy was there. A murderer's row. Uh, Wait, you were going to go out there for that? Pay your respects. Yeah, just pay my respects to the entire Shore family. <laughs> we can throw Polly on that list with Dan Harmon and all those other Hollywood types. You know, get to do whatever they want. Yeah, Polly, he's Hollywood royalty. Polly be touching. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he is Hollywood royalty. I don't know why exactly, but I like it for him. You know, I feel I feel bad for some of these guys because. With the advent of kind of the like the feminist slash Me Too movements, mm-hmm. there became this thing where there was like it was also like they um, they showcased like how creepy it was to date somebody if you have like a much larger power kind of influence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all these Hollywood guys that were just you know <laughs> that's all dating, they had. <laughs> yeah, that's all they had. They had like they'd met a girl at Equinox, offered to pay her rent, and then. 
and then they were set, you know, for a little while. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, look, their their looks had started to go just a bit, so it was kind of like, <laughs> look, what I have is a G wagon and, and an American Express card, and you don't have to worry about anything, sweetheart. So you just you skip coffee, you skip dinner, and go straight to, I will pay your monthly rent. Well, you definitely like. You powwow at the Earth Bar in the lobby, <laughs> and then you're like, Whoa. "It's uh, it's grab and go, self serve right now, thanks to COVID." Jesus, the blenders are cold. How quickly do you think someone like Polly is is offering to pay rent? I don't think Polly has enough money to really do those. Kinds oh, I th- of no, no, I think no, I think Polly is filthy. Polly's sitting on some bands. Wrong. Polly got bands. Yeah, Polly's family owns the comedy store, and so. He's got that income. How much money does a comedy store make, though? I mean, just from a real estate perspective. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. They've launched the careers of all your favorites, Jason. That has to count for something. And the residual checks must be crazy. I mean, we're talking Encino Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Biodome. <laughs> uh, we're talking Encino Man, etc. $30, $40 a month all day. <laughs> No, yeah. that's that's $100 bill all day. So so you said when you were out in LA before um when you were actually living here you were smoking a lot of weed. Was that post drinking? Yes, yeah, so I, I I quit drinking in 2010 kind of unceremoniously. Just just I'd had like a real rough early 20s drinking and then same you know had had dabbled for a couple years and then quit. But then I I started smoking weed and it just became like an all day everything day thing, and mm. nobody will ever tell you not to do that in L.A. Like nobody will, <laughs> yeah. like, hey dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just slow you down. You got to stop waking and baking. Yeah. We invented waking and baking. You should try having Jason as your podcast partner. It makes things a little tough. Yeah, but he's a he's a DJ. You know, like that's just <laughs> good point. That's that's a space where you will never be told not to get fucked up. Yeah, waking and baking as a DJ, it's like great. I woke up at noon. Yeah, it's already the afternoon. But I was like, it's chill. I really thought like I was, it was like a very, it was like a less interesting, um, what's that Ben Stiller movie where he's the heroin junkie? Cause I would like wake up, wake and bake, run Silver Lake, oh. jump in the pool, drive to the studio, write. Dude, that's a sick ass life so far. Why'd you fuck that up? What kind of car did you have? That's the only question. Cause if it was a Honda Accord with, with Washington plates, I'm worried, but I, that's, that's interesting that you knew I'd have Washington plates. I, look, I, we do a lot of research here on how long gone. <laughs> yeah, she does her homework. She does her homework. I think at that time it was a, it was like a Jetta wagon, but it was not a Jetta, not a Jetta, not, not a no, Jetta. wagon. wagon. No, the, Je- the Jetta is much like the Jeep Wrangler. We have been bamboozled into thinking those are nice cars you know what i'm talking about andy yeah yeah but here's the thing it was it was the tdi and i ran it on (laughs) biodiesel i i forgot about the biodiesel phase of 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 silver lake so you were you were silver lake you every single thing you could do in silver lake you did you had a biodiesel car you ran the reservoir and you hopped in the pool. Yep. You probably I, had a lot of coconut kale smoothies. Yep. And I, I would, I would run up to, you know, I would, I would maybe take, uh, take a little lap up to Broom Street and get a, oh. you know, get a oat milk latte. Not, not Broom Street. <laughs> oh yeah. One of the most, one of the most twisted <laughs> businesses in LA is Broom Street because the product is so good and the clientele is so bad. You just described every place in LA though. But before, before I got writing jobs, that, that was, um, um, that was like where I picked up shifts to make a little extra cash. It was real dark. Mm. And um, <laughs> what kind of barista are you? Uh, I'm not very good. You know, I was more like 
I was more like, uh, you know, I could make a, a few things, but then I'd go organize the Kinfolk magazines. <laughs> Maybe um, sharpen up the Mavis toothpaste display. Um, <laughs> you know, oh. Steam the barber jackets that they have for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some Filson briefcases that need dusting, Andy. If you could go take care of that, that'd be great. You're a rock star. I'd be in there and um, like a comic that I knew, but that was like, you know, owned a house near there would like come in and they'd be like, we'd be talking and then they'd be like, why do you work here? And I'd be like, this is, this is real bad. Did you ever try to pretend like you were also a customer there? It was, it was hard from behind the counter. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that I might have po- postured that I was like an investor. You're just coming in to kick the tires, make sure everything's all good. They're teaching me how to use this machine. It was super expensive, so I kind of just wanted to know how it how it kind of ran. Look, I bought the thing. I better know how to use it. All right. Exactly, there was a exactly, real funny yeah. experiment that I did, which was when I came back to New York. Um, I was working like I used to work at a moving company, so I started picking up shifts there again because I was broke, but. I was also on Raya, you know, so I was like the only mover, probably one of the only manual laborers on Raya. And I would match with a chick and then she'd be like, oh, what do you do? And I'd be like, oh, I'm a mover. And then just dead silence, completely conversation gone. And she's like, does that mean like a hustler? Like, are you like an entrepreneur? No, they would have loved that. I was like, no, I'm I'm a mover. <laughs> End of conversation. That's the new- that's the new CNBC show, The Mover. It's, 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 it's not going quite as well, but yeah. I hope you mean that you sell cocaine. If I would tell them, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm I'm moving like a a piece," you know. Like I'd be like, "Oh, I got this. Um, I found a very nice Eames buffet, and I I resold it to somebody, so I'm just dropping that off." Immediately interested. Oh my God, you're a craftsman. I got to get to know you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag mid-century modern okay yes if i'm moving a house disgusting if i'm moving one herman miller chair oh my god panties wet mm-hmm. you got to show me the workroom you, you, you've had a lot of cool jobs so far i can't i mean what kind of did you ever do any pizza stuff i think right out of college i did do some pizza stuff nothing <laughs> nothing that would make jason's instagram but sure you know. sure no, no no you're not mother wolf but you're you tried no yeah i don't even think a wood fire oven was involved i think we're talking conveyor belt status <laughs> but you know I, i've definitely done my fair share of um craft services um not craft services what am i talking about H- hospitality you know i was a sous chef for a while back of house shoddy what's that <laughs> You're a back of house shawty? Yeah, exactly. Okay. What any any restaurants of note or was this more of like a local Eleven Madison? I didn't make it into any of the in it, James Beard was never near me. <laughs> okay. 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 Not a beard guy. Okay, that's cool too. I love beard. I just, you know, like I, I think all of my jobs have been very similar in that they've been unnotable. Um <laughs> I worked at some hedge funds. That was, you know, pre-comedy or like the beginning of comedy. Just doing what? <laughs> the fuck are you doing at a hedge fund? Cleaning the shitter? No, just like, just administrative stuff. You know, moving some papers mm-hmm, around, mm-hmm. doing some yeah. numbers. So you, I was, I was actually listening to your podcast recently, and you were mentioning you do your podcast with your wife, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't sound too excited, Andy. No, no. Uh, my my wife, Rosebud Baker, SNL writer, mm-hmm. uh, co-star of 
Life After Beth, many notable. Oh, she's on Life After Beth. Haven't seen that show yet. Oh, that you know that came on after the WeWork show ended the other day. Yeah, I was listening to the pod, and you were mentioning about um, you had a moment where you're like, maybe I need to just get a real job, like a regular nine to five. Like you were yearning to move away from. I forgot what word you used. Mercenary, marauder, mercenary. mercenary. Yeah, move away from the mercenary <laughs> lifestyle and into something with some more solid regimented schedule and hours yes and that's like a feeling that i felt before my brother has worked in in restaurants his whole life and he's in that same boat right now i'm just like i i just want to like go to a place every day at nine and go home at five every day and just have that stability so how's the job hunt going right now touched up the old portfolio you know trying to get into that creative agency world (laughs) uh not giving up the dream just you know the road is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think I don't know if you can relate to this as a DJ, but with comedy, you practice comedy and you build comedy in a metropolitan area. Mm -hmm. And then you go everywhere with it. And half the time, you know, it's like uh, a real Carhartt uh, F-150 (laughs) audience. Yeah, that's that's I mean, we I've experienced that with DJing for sure. And it's so much easier because you just have like a thousand songs on your usb stick or every song ever made on your laptop if you're playing with your laptop so if they don't like what you're doing and you're in the middle of boise or edmonton and it's sucking ass and you can just play some popular music for an hour and go home yeah but you know what like when chris and i went on our tour last year it was the same kind of vibe of like well you guys bought tickets to come see us so you kind of know what you're going to get but some people uh in different parts of the world don't understand or appreciate what you're doing quite as much as a more metropolitan area. Yeah, a live podcast is 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 a hard one because if you get anybody that shows up like on a random, you know, just like, mm-hmm. oh, what is this comedy or, you know, like. Yeah, someone's friend brought a friend and they're like, I'll check it out. I feel like we won over a few of those. There was a there's a couple parents that got brought. There's a couple definitely people that were unfamiliar with the medium and definitely us. You'll win a few over, but there's also a lot of people, a lot of arms folded in the front row type of shit. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like, just go home. Like, who, you don't have to be here. As somebody who is um, just, you know, professionally speaks, both of you guys have the gift of gab. I'm quite entertained. I'm, I'm a, well, I'm a fan of the pod. I, I listen. Thanks, Andy. For, I've been listening for That's a while. That's great. That's great. We like that. Um, Love to hear it, Andy. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I've been following your your comedic work for a long time as well. I think we have a bunch of what mutual you, friends. What do you guys think about... Um, Wardell and all those guys? I think I want to turn to the kind of guy who gives money back if someone's having a bad time. Who does... Does anyone ever Ryan, done that? Ryan, also, Chris, Ryan Adams used to do it in his prime, yeah. Really? Oh, Chris, by the way, really quick, you're, I have a. there's a glare on your screen or your camera i can't see i'm anything. sorry that's the natural light coming in from um one of the well-placed windows i apologize <laughs> no problem <laughs> so so ryan adams used to like if somebody was not into it i i was at a, sh- throw I was money at at a show where he was like get the fuck out like somebody's heckling me he's like get the fuck out of here like i'll give you the 50 dollars. like leave like come up here mm-hmm. he like, came up he's like come up here i'll give you the 50 dollars, and you can get the fuck out of here that's such a flex <laughs> i love that i I definitely, um, I'll kick somebody out of a show. 
I love that. Because <laughs> you can just, if as long as the place has security to do it for you, or will you do it yourself? Yeah, I mean, being a former manual laborer, you know, just might have to roll up those sleeves and remove the person myself. No, you could, you could easily do it yourself. Yeah. He takes the dicky, he takes the dicky sleeves up slowly, <laughs> removes the Rolex, and then he's ready to fight. He's ready to go. It's no problem. Exactly. So you, do you get some pleasure in doing it? I mean, sometimes someone's heckling so pat, so poorly and it's just ruining the show and you got to be like, guys, can we just get i mean we've we've passed the line now it's not cool anymore kind of thing there's definitely a vibe to a person that's going to get kicked out of a show like if they're (laughs) trying to there's some people who just want to like they think they're adding to the show and so Mm -hmm. they're chiming in Mm -hmm. and that's a very like you know good intentions kind of heckler i used to do that you you used to do that yeah i used to i used to go to (laughs) Ambar shows in Largo in like wow. 2001, 2000, as like a little shithead, like not even old enough to get in. And I would heckle all the greats. <laughs> what Dude. are the great? The greats might well, be I mean, you know, Galifianakis, Patton Oswald, Bob Oden. You're Odenberg. haunting Mark Marin's dreams right now. He's oh, he Mark. Can... Mark definitely hates me for sure. We're coming. We're com- <laughs> We're coming for Marin in a polite way. We want him to come on the show so we can ask him all the dumb questions he asks people. Mm-hmm. Um, he's yet to respond. Silverman, Cross, all these people. Damn. Paul F. Tompkins. Not Paul F. Now I see all these people around town and they give me a little, they give me a scowl. Damn. But yeah, looking back now, it's, I'm mortified by the fact that I would just be like 19, blacked out drunk and yelling like something terrible at a person who's about to be a world famous comedian. Jason thinks, <laughs> Jason thinks that he would be like a, a, a crowd work expert. I wouldn't use the word expert, but better than the average Joe off the street for sure. I'm not the king of sting, but you know, a duke. oh god he's getting into the the, earl of swirl yeah Yeah. he's Uh, he's getting into the monarchy now i'm worried i'll swirl yeah well i will still i I will say this like as a comic somebody who's poured my life into you know dedicated the majority of my adult life to comedy Mm -hmm. um it is not uh special thank you somebody needs to say it (laughs) like there's definitely people that have a gift for comedy but um i think both of you guys could have successful stand-up comedy careers if you wanted to dedicate your time to it 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 is not a mystery even chris no not chris i think that the (laughs) the honestly podcasting has ruined comedy in, in in some ways because it's romanticized it so much. I, I think TikTok has ruined comedy more than podcasts. Yeah, probably the meme more than anything. Just like the memification of comedy. Or or just memes in general because people are like, why do I want to watch an hour-long special when don't don't co- don't come for, nice don't picture. Come for me. <laughs> don't come for the simple-minded. But I mean, I, just, I hate that every comedian now has to make a TikTok highlight clip of them like, roasting a guy in the crowd and like that's that's the only thing you see is just a tiktok of of a guy Dude, there's for real there's for real a guy who is an la comic i can send you guys this account just so you can know officially <laughs> who it is but he's like okay 1.2 million followers or something like that and all of his clips are in his bedroom and um he's editing in audience and manipulating it to sound like it's a room what yeah yeah it's it's insane well is he funny though no (laughs) (laughs) you can be an amazing stand-up comedian 
and never do a live show ever now. You could practice in your bedroom and become the best stand-up comedian of all time without ever having done it in front of an audience. Is that possible now in 2020? Yeah, I mean, I think there will be one of those soon. There's going to be a generation of comics that just tell jokes, you know, camera held up, you know, with a little bit of a mm-hmm. whatever, like some some bold typing at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. But this guy is not that. Mm-hmm. This guy is... Um, <laughs> <laughs> this guy is... On the first watch, you're like, oh, he's he's doing well at a show. But then if you actually listen to the jokes, you're like, that joke didn't make sense that's like a <laughs> like nobody would have laughed at that like that's a you know the amount of laughter does not coincide with the with the quality of the joke yeah do you think he makes do you think he makes a is this how he makes a living yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think he has a day job i mean he's got like a million something followers so it's easy to get that branded content you know the mm-hmm. Ticket sales, because that's all it is now. Like all the comedy, unless you're on a TV show that's, you know, getting some pretty good coverage or you have good representation, any club booker is only going to just be looking at your socials. Right. I mean, that's kind of how it is for everything now, for, for bands as well. Yeah, exactly. A lot, of ta- a lot of times on our show when we have musicians, we will talk about, you know, like syncs, like uh, commercials or private gigs or you know things like that where you know a band was going to get paid a bunch of money to have a song and some raytheon ad or something like that or you know that we don't know about and i know that comedians do a lot of private gigs and corporates as well you have any uh well this is a little bit of my wife did do a private roast for um like a billionaire, like a San Diego billionaire, <laughs> a San Diego billionaire. Yeah. I was there in, in attendance and, um, this guy had like a full on comedy central roast produced. <laughs> so fire, so fire. I don't know. They had billionaires in San Diego. Yeah. It was a weird one. He was like a Greek heir or something. And there was like a lot of, mm-hmm. we- it was like a little mi- a little bit of like real housewives mixed with, um, kind of like international money laundering vibes. Uh, <laughs> That's what I kind of was envisioning. Was it on the water at least? Mm-hmm. I think it was in like Irvine City Center, mm. which is, you know, oh, well. Irvine Spectrum adjacent. Mm-hmm. But he was like, he looked he looked like, you know, he's being kept alive with like vitamins and uh, blood transfusions. <laughs> and he's like, yes, roast me, queen, roast me. Yeah, all of his stories that his friends were sharing were like things that you were like, there's probably like a police report filled out about that. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, he, he assaulted like a server at like a, you know, at a nice hotel. And they were like, boy, did we have a crazy one that night. We had to roll that housekeeper up in a rug and throw her in the river that one time you're the craziest (laughs) exactly and uh levi strauss uh or what's that guy from the hotel in manhattan i forget the guy that died at soho house no the dude that got like a (laughs) convicted of assault in manhattan oh uh gerard depardieu (laughs) yes exactly yes 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 yes. yeah but anyways uh afterwards after the the thing he my my wife introduced me there was like a meet and greet and um he, there was a couple celebrities that they'd also hired to be on the dais and um, we were all like sitting there and you know just like full on just bespoke Italian suit just fake tan mm. fake teeth <laughs> I, you know and he she very you know she goes oh this is my husband and I shake his hand and then he turns to her and without 
any hesitation goes, you know we could go get a hotel room right now. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I gotta, I gotta actually respect that. I mean, if you, no, that's too good. That's too good. Like, like hopefully she got a good. nice paycheck for that one. She got a big one. Yeah, that's the, it. Was definitely worth it. And then she had, she did not know anything about this person and was given. Yeah, information how did she have? Mat- she, yeah, they gave her material and then she punched it up. Yeah, basically. Yeah, she, um, she got like a little like biography and then there was like some phone calls, but there was also definitely some like, hey, don't bring this up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. you're gonna google this guy and you're gonna there's gonna be some things don't bring that we're up. gonna we're gonna redline this one super funny though the blood diamond thing is not funny yeah you know necessarily <laughs> so if you could just kind of the third paragraph that, none of that great. has been confirmed uh, yeah that's all hearsay the theranos investment it was not his choice <laughs> that was the he board was part of a him. group he was part of a group that invested it's not so and do you you're not getting corporates or privates as much as your wife is do you work a little too blue a little too dark what do you think no i just i i i've done the corporates and i've done you know like i mean every college is essentially a corporate and uh um, thanks biden all of those things tend to be kind of like star fuckery or clean you know mm-hmm. like either they know you and it's worth the fact that you're gonna say something completely against any kind of hr guidelines mm-hmm. or um you're doing like a clean kind of you know, there's comics that nobody will ever hear about that work an entire circuit of corporates and they like, you know, they like, they know they're going to get 20K to play the like plumbers union of mm-hmm. Milwaukee. So they got like an act catered to the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever mm-hmm. the IBEW 730s, you know, <laughs> holiday dinner. That's, that's um, got to be do good... 15 on washers alone. <laughs> but I mean, isn't, isn't the idea that, you're making so much money for this and nobody knows about it that it's it's worth your time to to do an act that you don't love or or a clean version of it i mean i guess some people do that i i just that is it's not a, a it's not something i've pursued or has pursued me i've been um mm-hmm. I, my main two things have been stand up slash writing for television those are kind of like what I prefer to do. Acting, if it you know comes my way, it's always fun to get treated like an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the trailer, the little person that like walks you from mm-hmm. the trailer to the food tent. Your heart is a rock when that's going down. <laughs> I am completely torqued when I'm getting brought up. <laughs> what's, what's, what's Andy's 20? We got eyes on Andy? Yeah, I'm looking to get into some under fives myself. Andy. I think you, I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm kind of, I wouldn't say campaigning, but I'm putting feelers out there to let people know that you know I'm available. And I'm using this book, The Secret, to put it out there that I would also like to do that. And I'm looking for some over fives. I recommend The Untethered Soul too, as well. I think that that's you know that can <laughs> mm-hmm. lead to some manifestation. I'll take that. I'll um, take that one on then, Chris. I'm sure you have some followers in the worlds of like the Annie Hamiltons and the Rachel Senates, you know, that could probably Annie can't get a gig either. Uh, yeah, Rachel just announced this new movie that she's in mm-hmm. that's got a lot of other celebrities in it. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, Marshawn. <laughs> ce- celebrity Marshawn Lynch. All the greats are back together again. You know what? I'm gonna. I'll talk to. Rachel, I'll see. You know, I, I just think that there's there's a place for me. I'm I'm kind of leaning on our friend Ryan O'Connell because he's he's like he's in a position to do it. You know what I mean? Because it's usually his story. So I want him to kind of. But where do the showrunners hang out? You know what I mean? What shitty bar do I have to go to in Studio City to kind of link up with some showrunners? I think the showrunners hang out in their 
Pacific Palisades Estates usually? Honestly, I think, you know, if you camped out at, um, what's that place right across from the Warner Brothers lot that's kind of like an old, like, shitty steakhouse? Is it the Ranch House? The Smokehouse. The Smokehouse. The Smokehouse, you could definitely make some connects there. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a deep Hollywood secret. Let's go. I'm, I'm really going to give you one right here. Don't, don't you dare say Paquito Moss. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you make your way down to Craig's. Oh, oh, I've heard of Craig's. I've been there before. I just think that that room might be too hot where I would get kind of lost. That's why you got to just, you know what I mean? You got to own the space, Chris. You got to show up down there. Okay. You know, maybe like swag it out a little bit. Where's something that's going to get Ryan Felipe? Something a little flashier, Chris. Ryan Felipe comes up and he goes, wow. Oh my God. Are those, uh, are those bodega edition? You know, 990s, and then you're like, yeah, I, I actually know the, the, the ACD over there. And, um, <laughs> not, not, I know, no, I mean, and Ryan Philippe, he can get you in anything nowadays. He yeah. runs this town at this point. Hey, he's, he's busy being a, look, that guy's a dad. He's got an 18 year old, and he still looks better than all three of us. It's really incredible. 18 year old? I think so. The, the daughter that looks just like Reese Withers spoon i believe is like 17 or 18 and he's the dad yeah i mean it's got to be around that that long ago that they were you know a couple i'm i'm like one degree removed from the felipe um or philippe i'm not sure if i'm saying it right (laughs) the ryan philippe slash reese witherspoon break because on one of the multi-camps i wrote for the mother of his love child was our um she was our hottie you know she was like our (laughs) She was the show's hottie. She was the show's hottie. Couldn't land a joke <laughs> if we would have brought it in with, you know, uh, like the autopilot. Uh, she just, you know. That's not her purpose. That, was, yeah, that's she, not her purpose. She looks nice on camera. But she was hot? She was a smoke show, dude. And I smoked her out. I smoked her out <laughs> for a solid year. You know, like a solid year of just being like, can I... Can I come over? How much money did you spend on weed for her? It's got to be in the hundreds. I mean, there was a couple girls that had free Andy weed subscriptions based on. And then at the end of it, where is it like where where my hug at? Is that kind of where you would land on it? (laughs) You got to pay to play in this town. I think it was more petulant. I think it was more like what? Like definitely like pulled the like you're you're dating that dude and you won't give me any shine mm-hmm. like come yeah, on they, ladies love it when you say stuff like that <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they loved it they loved it <laughs> <laughs> where my hug at gets me yeah. every time i didn't know it must be tough for ryan ryan felipe because he is he just i mean to get divorced from Reese Witherspoon, and Reese Witherspoon is like one of the top of the top. I mean, she's A-list. Yeah, I mean, imagine if one of you guys saw one of your exes get into the crypto game that deep, you know? <laughs> no, Tear me up inside. I would be, yeah, I would be more upset if my ex was really, she had a southern leaning clothing brand named draper james yeah and they had multiple locations Ugh. that would really send me off the defense yeah imagine you go into target and you're just trying to get some <laughs> Lacroix, but you see an entire um home organization campaign based on your ex yeah you see a towel basket devastating now, the money's different at that stage the money's different yeah i think he's actually i mean he might even 
of course not publicly disclosed, but he might have been the alimony recipient in that mm-hmm. in that breakup. See, we got to change that. You know, we need to make it acceptable for men to get alimony. I'm leading the charge. That's how I feel too. I'm I'm married. I married into a political dynasty, and so I'm really <laughs> I'm hoping that we can feminize the alimony giving. You know. So do they do they try to kind of keep a close lid on you? Are you a a little bit of a wild card for the family or are they okay with it i think my wife is actually the wild card okay uh, my wife's grandfather is james baker the former secretary of state so let's go you know i get some postcards that are you know everybody's praying for uh abortion to stop <laughs> um so is it kind of like a Ella Emhoff vibe with the Secret Service and the security details and things like that when you guys like go out to dinner or anything like that? No Secret Service, but I've definitely like I've gone to Gibson Island in the Chesapeake Bay to have like a weekend with the father-in-law and um, okay. you know that's, some that's heads huge. of banks and some some sitting um, senators are are there does with the father-in-law? Us. Does your father-in-law show you respect, or is he kind of like this twerp? We have a good relationship, but he definitely does not respect me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, that's how it, I would I would describe all the relationships of my partner's dads in my entire life. I mean, we're talking about the guy that um, you know. I think he like officially uh, he's the he was part of the law team that got Azerbaijani oil through the Caspian Sea. <laughs> You're like, bro, uh-huh. but, but you've seen TBS, right? Like, it's characters are welcome. You've seen that. Listen, Comedy Central lives on YouTube now. It's not that they relegated me. They, they chose. They, it's a different thing. They make more money this way. It's kind of, it's a new world. Yeah, exactly. And he's just, he couldn't be bothered. I mean, I had a funny, it's just such a, I'm from like Seattle, like very Subaru, granola people, you know, um, mm-hmm. very sensitive. We had a we had a great live show in Seattle, by the way. San Francisco, not so great. San, Seattle was a great comedy town for us. Yeah, Seattle's a good, a good town. They're, they're good sports. But mm-hmm. I was, I was at a, um, a dinner with my wife and her sister-in-law and my father or my wife, her sister and my father-in-law and my wife left to go do a show. So it's just the three of us and some like old drama started bubbling up between the sister and my father-in-law. And it was like some old drama. It was straight up succession level indifference, you know, Logan Roy, just like a Logan Roy vibe. And I'm just sitting there. Fuck off. Yeah. I'm just sitting there just like, you know, like, I'm definitely siding with the sister, but I'm not. <laughs> sure. I'm not saying anything. Taking a lot of bathroom breaks, another bitters and soda for uh, you, stuff like that. Exactly. Just going like, um, well, she stormed off, and so I'm sitting there going like, <laughs> man, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can you say that's crazy? Women, am I right, old timer? Exactly. So you're. Well, let's talk about your special really quick because we're. As we're closing things out, you you recorded it in San Francisco, is that correct? I did it at the Punchline, right there in the Punchline. in the classic em- classic spot, empty financial district that once was thriving. <laughs> um, what what's up with comedy albums nowadays? Like, uh, how do they exist, or is, are they kind of on the way out because of YouTube and and all their other forms of video? Yeah, I mean, you want to get rotations, you know, you want to get like the satellite radio plays and then you want to get mm, you know mm. spotify etc but 
I think comedy really exists in two places now. It's it's clipped up in social media, mm-hmm. and then it's uh, a podcast. Those are the two places, and then that that's the two things that seem to sell tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's so many comedy podcasts that are just not funny anymore, man. I know. I, I'm I'm always on the hunt, yearning for a podcast that actually makes you LOL. And it's I feel like it used to happen a lot more, and now. Now, not so much. I think it's like a it, podcast has become a grind for people and not a not an enjoyment anymore. Yeah. When Bill Burr had kids, everything changed, man. I, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. That was the end of when Burr had has, kids. That was the that end was of the, an era, you know? That was the end of an era, you know? I just don't like it when people treat the pod as like a, a chore that they have to do to keep the, the machine running kind of thing. Yeah. And not like a a fun thing yeah no you're right you're right i agree i that's why i don't listen to podcasts you should try try it you don't listen to any not i mean at this point i i don't really i mean i listen to a little bit of joe budden (laughs) and a little bit of charlemagne the god oh wow um but it's but i would say (laughs) oh wow i was right i hate charlemagne i like hate andrew schultz and charlemagne but i listen to it for some reason uh Joe Budden is a master of the craft. <laughs> yeah. He, like, dead, dead ass, he's a master of the craft. Like, he's so good at it. He's one of the, the most low-key trolls in, in you know, mm-hmm. he just, mm-hmm. he's good at creating controversy and also just commentary. And he also, his, his co-hosts are literally nobodies. Like, it's like guys who, like, do construction in New Jersey. It's, it's I love incre- that. It's incredible. But they can, like, talk But he knows shit. talent. Yeah, they can talk shit. And they're good, and the fans like them. So it's like, you know, why not? That's a weird thing about the tri-state area. <laughs> Something about the culture here. No, it's where true. It's true. You can, like, literally go to, like, a bodega in Queens Bridge, and just, like, that guy's going to be way more entertaining than, like, a juilliard grad like you <laughs> yeah no for sure yeah that that i do think there's some of that in the south where i'm from as well but that definitely is a tri-state area thing yeah i listen to a podcast that these guys are like um they're like worker organizers in um west virginia like they're just like what you know, kind of like a chapo trap house adjacent uh you know like bernie centric kind of but i i I don't even think i can in west virginia yeah i don't care eastern kentucky west virginia but i don't even care didn't even know they had wi-fi there no yeah it's new elon musk dropped some of those (laughs) uh whatever those (laughs) he's such a sweet guy it's so nice of him to do that okay so you so this is a podcast that you do actually listen to yeah the trillbillies i mean it's not one of my tops oh okay i've heard of it i've heard of it i like the guys but i think (laughs) half of it is just hearing them talk because they're so funny the the colloquialisms the drawl Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. they'll be Mm -hmm. talking about like organizing like 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 coal you know workers in some fucking part (laughs) of west virginia but they're just such funny dirtbags that i'm just like all right i'm along for the ride like to just be a fly on this wall which which part of the south are you from chris i'm from atlanta okay that's a little more it's it's quite metropolitan actually you know it's not we don't yeah we don't have a lot of organizing organizing except organized noise of course who i'm sure you're familiar with but yeah, of, course, a lot of, of course of course there's not a lot of coal <laughs> or anything going down there did you go to a lot of cotillions in high school <laughs> i did i did go to a cotillion yeah that's right i know how to do kind of a really yeah i know how to do like a cl- that's how you know about the salad fork and all that that's how i know about the forks i know a class but you still hold the fork like this no you hold your fork like that i would never mm. uh and then i also know a few basic uh 
dance steps, the box step, you know, some cla- <laughs> of course. simple classics. Of course. Uh, just in case, you know, someone's mother wants to take me for a spin. Yeah, yeah. You know, at a wedding. I mean, you still have to go home for a wedding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm prepared for that. So, yeah, I did. And I I, uh, I was in middle school, though, I think. I was, think I was like 13. Did you make it out to... to to savannah for some long lawn bowling tournaments maybe like a little <laughs> no 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 i'm I, I i'm only my attitude is quite rich yeah uh my upbringing was more middle class same with me that's that's very much <laughs> i lived in a neighborhood in seattle that you know seattle has seven hills and um mm-hmm. each hill the top of each hill they, and they're they're pretty significant a couple hundred feet of elevation <laughs> nothing to sneeze at yeah exactly thank you for that yeah is yeah, um yeah. is like an affluent neighborhood for the most part mm-hmm. but if you're in the center of the top of the hill you don't have the view and that's where my middle class ass lived mm. but if you go to the edge of the hill that's where like you know you got your tech millionaires your micro early microsoft investors so great zone bad view i get yeah. it I get i'm it. more of a top of the hill guy now uh, but you know, I had to trudge my way up there from the middle. Yeah, I follow. I follow your aesthetic. I, I've seen. The, I've seen the <laughs> evolution of Chris. You know? I oh. I appreciate that. Uh, luckily, um, we're still evolving. Uh, I think is mm-hmm. is what you're supposed to say. Constantly, yeah, we're constantly evolving. Um, and hopefully that leads to monetary gain. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And if you need a copywriter, I do have a portfolio. So (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of what this is about. I I didn't mean to save it till the end, but I can like send it over or whatever. Just let me know. Great, great. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem. I said, Jason, I feel like Chris probably is looking for a copywriter in some, you know, he knows people down in the Soho area, creative agencies. And he said, why don't you do the pod? Why don't you do the pod as like a little inner interview? You know, he knows people in the Soho area. (laughs) (laughs) That's how much of a phony I am. I'm like, but you know, there's some people down there in the Soho area that I believe are looking for help. So if you want to just kind of, we know sweet green as well. They always make new emails and Mm -hmm. the we we gotta get a copy going for those pretty soon. Yeah. There's, there's new ingredients seasonally. So there's a lot of work that goes into that. The juice press at Equinox Soho is um they're sending out they got a campaign for like a 15 percent off for members and they kind of wanted to kind of like a spring themed language so you know if we can get in there big cinematic kind yeah. of we want this to feel kind of like sweeping you know big big bigger than soho yeah. if that's possible <laughs> there that's the line bigger than soho <laughs> Look, I do this for free. I give this away for free. Make sure you check out Equinox. They're a great gym. Love those guys. Shout out to you, Equinox. Here at Equinox, we're going for a Lower East Side, Patty Smith, you know, Ramones <laughs> slash, you know. <laughs> if Patty Smith was fucking brolic as fuck, yeah. that's kind of the vibe. We just want to have fun here at Aloe Yoga, <laughs> you know, and so we're doing a Basquiat theme. <laughs> Basquiat, I've seen him. He back before he passed, that guy could plank for I don't know ten minutes easy. <laughs> Basquiat, you know the thing they don't tell you about heroin is it does let you plank longer because you just kind of zone out, kind of stiffened up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basquiat X Orange Theory, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so that that Namastizzle and and Brooklyn, we flow hard. That was you, Mandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, and you'll see that kind of on page one of his of his cv yeah he low-key he's low-key saying his wife is the breadwinner but i know for a fact brooklyn we flow hard that's a few slices of bread i actually i was the first person ever to make are you gonna leave yoga class and i said namaste you know like (laughs) 
How have I not heard that terrible <laughs> joke before? That was yeah. me. That that's was good. Me. That's look. That's lifelong. That's that's Steve Jobs level stuff right there. I love jokes where the setup is a is a question that no one has ever asked before, <laughs> but it still works. <laughs> hey, are you going to leave yoga class? <laughs> like, what, bro? The what setup, this? like no one's ever said it, but it's plausible enough. Yeah, and then the punchline makes it all makes it all okay. I be- I believed it to a point. I a joke a setup point. that is very clearly AI inspired. <laughs> That's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Check me out on TikTok. I have 1.2 million followers. Jason edits all my videos. Kind of throws in the laughter. Sick. That's <laughs> right. Andy, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yes, Andy, thank you. It. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Uh, make sure you check out his uh, his new stand-up special on YouTube, The Coward of Gramercy. <laughs> yeah, The Coward of Gramercy. That's me. I like that. I like that a lot. Very funny. The opening uh, the opening segment has a good joke involving suicide. Oh, I love that. Kind of really like a cinematic, sweeping, kind of like Soho vibe, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it moved me. <laughs> Thanks. Exactly. Thank you. Right, where, can they, where can they follow you on social media? Just so we can let them know. Uh, I'm at I'm Andy Haynes. Bingo. I love that white boy name. All right. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate You're it. You're a crazy white boy, Andy. We love you. <laughs> Thanks, guys.